This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Table Talk for Moms. I'm Camille, and today we're going to be talking about how to make meal planning work for you. How to set it up so that you can get your meal planning done in just minutes a week because nobody has hours and hours to sit down and plan out this elaborate meal plan. Am I right? We want to help you create a meal plan that actually works for you and your family and your budget because let's be honest, groceries are crazy expensive right now. And so I am going to spill all of our secrets on how we have found meal planning success over the years. We have been in this industry for a long time. Meal planning is our jam. But here's the thing, like meal planning it's going to look so different for everyone. It's not some pretty thing that we can package up in a little box and hand to everyone. It has to be custom for your family. And so for those of you who are new to the podcast, my sisters and I run a recipe website. It's called Six Sisters Stuff. Yes, we are all biological sisters. And um, our mom helps us too. So there's actually, uh, it's a family affair. But we have been doing that since 2011. And over the past 12 plus years, we have gathered almost 4,000 recipes that we have published on that site. And when we were growing up, family dinner was such a huge priority to our family. Our mom always made family dinner important. We just knew every night around 6 p.m. dinner would be ready and we would just have that uninterrupted time to be together as a family. And we just thought that's what everybody was doing. We had eight people in our family with six kids and two parents. Um, eating out was expensive. Like we could not afford to eat out very much. It was saved for a special treat or for birthdays or like a celebration when somebody graduated. Like those were the big times we ate out. And we just thought that's how it worked for everybody, that everybody was eating dinner at home. And when we came out with our first cookbook in 2013, which that's another fun story for another day, and we've since published 10 cookbooks, but with the release of our very first cookbook, we launched a family dinner challenge to our website followers. And what the challenge was, was we encouraged families to eat dinner together four times a week for four weeks. So it was kind of a long challenge. It went on for a little bit, but it was so much fun. We had them sign up and commit to the challenge on our website. And it added this little pin on a map showing where they were from. And we had people from six different continents participate, which was kind of cool. The only one who didn't have anybody participating was Antarctica, to be understood. But we had somebody in every single time zone around the world doing this family dinner challenge. And it was so fun. But what was even crazier to us was how many people commented 
this was the first time that they were eating together or the first time in a really long time that they were making that effort to eat dinner together. And it had become something that they saved for Christmas or a holiday gathering only. And family dinner wasn't really happening very much. Or maybe they had the TV on while they ate dinner and they didn't talk or everyone was on their phones while they ate. And so this family dinner challenge kind of opened our eyes to we want to help people have more family dinner. We want to make it possible for them or to make it feel like it's possible. And so we made family dinner our mission. And the number one way that we found to make family dinner happen is to have a plan, specifically a meal plan. So today that's what I want to talk about. And I'm going to teach you how I've kind of learned to create a meal plan that works for me. And hopefully you will be able to create a meal plan that works for you in just these five steps. They're not hard steps, but you actually have to do the work. You have to do these five steps in order to make that custom plan that you want to have for you and your family. My sisters and I have worked with so many people over the years, and many people will say when we start talking meal plans, ah, I just, I don't have time. And so my response to this is, what if taking the time to get this meal planning process set up for you, and in the end, it would save you so much time and money, would you do it? You can't buy time. Time is that one thing that we just have no control over. But there are things you can do to give your future self time. And this is one of them. Taking this time right now to figure it out is going to give your future self more time, more money, less stress, and that feeling of accomplishment. I don't know about you, but like, I feel good when I get family dinner on the table. It's like, I did that. Like, look at me adulting. So if you are telling yourself, I don't have time for this, I would just like to offer you another thought. How can I find a few minutes to work on meal planning for my family? Notice how your brain suddenly started to think, well, I've got five minutes here. I've got five minutes there. When you tell yourself, I don't have time for this, your brain's going to look for ways that's true. But if you can start saying, okay, maybe I can find a few minutes to think of some recipes my family likes or something simple like that, suddenly your brain starts to look for ways to make that true, to make that happen. So we've got to change our thoughts. Or maybe you could say, how can I afford not to do this? I'm losing time and money every week that I don't take control of our meal plans. You can do this. And I'm going to show you how. What I have found as well is that those who don't find the time to sit down and plan out at least a handful of meals for the week usually end up spending way more time during the week trying to figure out what to eat. And then they spend even more time going to the store a few times a week to get that food or grabbing takeout. And it just adds up the time and the money. So I promise that taking this time to plan it out really will give your future self time. And I promise your future self will thank you. So let's dive in. Let's get going on a meal plan that's right for you. You're going to want to grab a paper and a pen because you will have some really simple assignments that I need you to do to make this meal plan happen. So if you're ready, let's go. Okay, step number one, decide your goal for meal planning. Why do you want to do this? You have to know your why. And there are a lot of different reasons why you might be thinking I need a better meal plan. I need a better strategy. Maybe you're looking to stick to a budget. Maybe you want to eat more at home. 
maybe you want to get on a schedule or you're looking for ways to connect as a family. Maybe you've got a kid who has really high stress and anxiety like I do. Did you know family dinner can help with that? It totally can. Or maybe you just want to have an answer for when your kids are like, mom, what's for dinner? Every single night. Have you seen that meme that floats around every once in a while? Like, oh, these kids just want dinner every single night. Like, yes, welcome to adulthood. (laughs) I feel that. But to be honest, you can have more than one reason as to why you want to start meal planning. And honestly, I feel like I meal plan for all of the above mentioned reasons. But asking yourself, why do I want to do this? Why do I want to meal plan? Will help you decide what time, what type of meal planning is right for your family, because there's lots of different ways to do it. And knowing why you want to do it will actually help you stick to it in the long run. Just knowing the why behind what you are doing will make it a reality. And it will also help you to keep going. It will give you purpose that will drive you to keep working towards it on those days when you don't want to or you're feeling burned out. You have to always be able to go back to your why and remind yourself, why am I doing this? Oh yeah, because my sweet 10-year-old has crazy anxiety and when we sit down together and connect, it helps. Or I'm trying to save money. Money's really tight right now. I need to do this. Knowing your why is going to help. So step number one, write down your why. Why are you doing this? Okay, step number two, now that you know your why, I want you to look at your family's current schedule, all the things that are going on, and also your family's current eating habits. I feel like one of the hardest things about sticking to a meal plan is knowing how to make it work with your family's schedule and tastes. But you can't know where you want to go unless you know where you've been. So look back at the last few weeks and see the different obligations and the different things that you had going on with your family. Maybe even look at what the upcoming weeks may look like. We're just heading into summer. Schedules are going to change. Do you have teenagers who are working? Do you have, you know, young adults who will be coming home? Do you have toddlers that have nap schedules or swimming lessons or all the different things? Take a look at that schedule. Know what's going on. And then also think back to the meals that you have eaten over the last few weeks or the last few months kind of just be aware of what those meals are. So some questions you might want to ask yourself as you're looking at these things. Do you have nights when you won't be home until later? What's your work schedule like? What's your kid's schedule like? Are you going to be doing carpools up until a certain time? Do you know you have days where you'll be gone right up until dinner time? Something to think about because, you know, when you get home at like 6 or 6.30 and the last thing you want to do is prep dinner for a half hour, like, Be aware of those nights. Another question is, do you always eat out on a certain night? With our family, Friday nights are pizza and movie nights without fail. So I know that's what Friday nights will be. Do you have so many leftovers each week that you could eat leftovers for dinner at least one of the nights? This is something that my mom has mentioned as she and my dad are now empty nesters and they don't cook for a huge family anymore. They have a lot of leftovers, so they plan those days in. Okay. Some other questions to think about are what type of recipes do you like to cook and not only like to cook, but are you capable of cooking? And then what type of recipes does your family actually like to eat? Those could be two very different things. And right now I'm in a season of life where I'm not super adventurous with 
cooking these big elaborate meals of things that I know I would love, but that my kids wouldn't eat. It's just not my season right now. So you've got to be aware of these types of things. All of these questions should be considered when you're starting a meal plan. Knowing your schedule will help to know if certain days need a slow cooker meal or a freezer meal or a meal you can take with you on your way out the door to a soccer game, or if you are skipping the kitchen tonight and getting Friday night takeout. Like You have to know where you want to go and you have to know where you're at so that you know what is ahead and what is coming and what the most ideal meal plan will look like for your family. So here's your assignment for step two. Go through your schedule, make notes about what types of recipes or meals would work best for your family on on which days. Know what days you have things, what days are late nights for work or with church or sports, like just what days are crazy with family obligations. Make a note of all these things. For me, I know myself and I know that by Saturday night, I am so tired, but Friday, we just did pizza night. And so what I do every Saturday night is we have some type of freezer meal. It's usually like a soup or an easy dump and go recipe. It's something even my kids or husband can dump into the slow cooker. But I know that's what works for me because I'm always just so tired by the end of the week. So just be aware of those things. What do you do with your family? What your schedule looks like? Take time to write them down, to know your schedule and start thinking about what recipes would work best for those days. This week's episode is brought to you by Vegamore. I am always trying to do right by my body, so when it comes to my hair and scalp health, finding a product that actually works and is made with clean ingredients always seems like a trade-off. But with Vegamore, I get products that are made with clean ingredients and give me visibly healthy hair and scalp. With Vegamore, I am able to have visibly thicker, fuller, shinier, and longer hair, all without the harsh ingredients. All Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. I am loving the revitalizing shampoo and conditioner and the way it makes my hair feel so soft and so shiny, not to mention it smells amazing. What's even better is Vegamore's value kits like the Grow Essentials Kit where you get to try more than one amazing product at a great savings. When you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on the products that you need to take care of your hair. The key is consistency in your routine for your most beautiful, healthy looking hair. I use Vegamore Grow Hair Serum daily and my hair and scalp are flourishing. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of the Grow Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how good this stuff is. Give yourself the hair you never thought you could have with Vegamore. For a limited time, Table Talk for Moms listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash tabletalk and use the code tabletalk at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash tabletalk, code tabletalk to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash tabletalk, code tabletalk. Okay, so now that you have done step one and step two, it's time for step three, which is round up the recipes. You're going to find the recipes you like. You're going to choose the recipes you like. This is the fun part to me. Now, this part can get overwhelming to some people, and I don't want you to experience those feelings of overwhelm. We're going to keep it super simple, super simple. Um, 
I want you to be really careful about what recipes you choose. Now is not the time to go overboard and fill your weeks full of complicated recipes and new ways of cooking that you really haven't tried before. Don't go all master chef on me here. We are going to keep it simple. So I just want you to jot down just a couple of recipes that you know your family likes and that they will eat or... If you don't want to write them down, you can even just find them online. I bet you have recipes bookmarked or save on Pinterest. So just compile these recipes that you need. When you're finding recipes or putting those recipes together, we found that people usually do this one of two ways. They either have a collection of physical recipes that they have collected for a long time, or they have some type of collection of digital recipes. There isn't a wrong or right way. You just do what works best for you. And there are a few people out there in the world who are blessed with brains that will allow you to just know how to make delicious food. But for the other 99% of us, we have to follow a recipe. And I'm a person who actually loves having both physical and digital recipes. I love cookbooks. I love to go to thrift stores and buy old cookbooks. I love cooking magazines. But I love the convenience that my phone gives me and having access to digital recipes. So I use both. It's totally a matter of preference, but I'm going to share some examples of both. The goal is to put all of the recipes that you use in one place to make it super accessible so that it's when it is time for you to do your meal plan, you have it ready to go. Your recipes are all in one place. So if you use physical recipes, it might be things like newspaper or magazine clippings. Our mom was so good about this. Um, she would just cut them out like it was the days before Pinterest. She would cut it out of newspapers or magazines and and try these new recipes. And it was so fun. Um, Maybe you have printed copies of recipes or handwritten recipe cards. I actually have some um, handwritten recipes from my grandma and they are such a treasure to me. Um, So maybe you have some special recipes like that or cookbooks is another one. That's a great way to use physical recipes. The goal is to just find a way to put them all in one place. So for my printed recipes like this, I actually have a binder I keep in my kitchen pantry with all of my recipes that our family loves. You have to find a way that works for you. Our mom used to have a drawer in her kitchen where she kept her favorite recipes that she cut out and cookbooks. You have to decide what's going to work for you to compile all these recipes in one place. Now, if physical is not your jam, let's talk digital. For me, I keep links of all of my favorite recipes in a note on my phone. I even have shared this note with my husband and my older kids that have phones so that they can add to it. Like as they're with friends or or think of a recipe that they want to have for dinner, they can add it to this note. So get your kids and your family involved in this process. Maybe a dinner one night, you could talk about all the meals that they like and have this brainstorm session and write them down somewhere or put them in a note in your phone. Another way I do digital recipes are Google Docs. You just I just copy and paste the recipes that we like in this big Google Doc, and I just pull it up when I need to do some meal planning. Um, websites is a great resource, and I'm sure so many of you go to the interwebs to find the recipes that you love. Like I mentioned before, Six Sisters Stuff, the recipe site that I own with my sisters, has over 4,000 recipes, with most of those being dinner recipes. Pinterest is another place that I love to go for inspiration and gather my recipes together. I even one time sat down and made all of my own Pinterest boards of fast dinners and meals that everyone in my family will eat and chicken recipes and slow cooker recipes. So 
you can organize them however you want, but it's such a good place to, to organize all those recipes. Another great resource are apps. There's some really great meal planning apps out there. So whatever works for you digitally or maybe even physically, just try to find a way to organize everything in one place. Um, both physical and digital recipes, like organizing them physically and digitally, have their pros and cons. You have to decide which type is going to be the easiest for you to use and what you'll turn to the most often. Chances are, if you're spending most of your time on your phone or a computer, you probably won't stick to using physical cutout copies of a recipe to, to do meal planning. So um, other things to consider as you are choosing recipes, whether digitally or physically, what kind of ingredients does this recipe use? Will I use them again and again? Or is it those weird one-off, one-and-done ingredients? You want to make the most of the ingredients that you're going to be buying. So keep that in mind. You also want to think about how much time does this recipe take? Do I have that much time? Our sister's website was founded on easy dump-and-go recipes because we were in that phase of life where it was too busy to, to spend all this time making elaborate meals. It had to be done fast and it had to be efficient. And so be aware of your time and how much time those recipes take. And then the most important question is probably, will my family eat this? Or more accurately, will they try it? Keep that in mind as well as you are collecting recipes. I collected a ton of recipes before I got, um, before I started having kids. And after I had kids, I'm like, ooh, I'm probably not going to make this for 20 years because <laughs> I know my kids won't eat it. So these are things that you just need to be aware of. So your assignment for step three. So organize all your recipes in one place, whether that's physically or digitally. You might want like a binder system or have a recipe drawer in the kitchen or maybe um, use Pinterest or the notes on your app or the notes app on your phone, whatever works for you. You've got to figure it out, bring all your recipes together and be ready to go. Okay, step four in this process of figuring out how to meal plan. We are now going to choose which type of meal plan that's going to work best for you. So you've got your main goal for meal planning in mind. You know your why. You also know what your schedule looks like. You've rounded up all the recipes. Now it's time to figure out how to plan using these recipes. And I want to share with you a couple different ideas. So the first idea is what we call the daily theme. Usually this is done by choosing a theme for each night of the week. So you'll have like meatless Mondays or taco Tuesdays or pizza Fridays, like et cetera, et cetera. You can get your family involved on the themes and try new recipes or use old favorites that coincide with each night of the week. It's a really good way to work in some new recipes that you want to try, but it also keeps it really simple. And I feel like it helps me as the cook and as the meal planner to just make the decision-making process a little bit easier. And what I love too is that it helps the kids know what to expect. It's just a win-win. If you have picky eaters or if you have kids who maybe surprises are not always well-received, especially when it comes to food, I love this type of planning because they kind of have an idea of what's coming and they know what to expect. And so there could be maybe less freakouts at the dinner table. And if they don't like the dinner tonight, say that it's stir fry night and they don't love stir fry, they know the pizza night or pasta night or another meal that they do like 
is right around the corner. So here are some other ideas for themes. And I said some of them. Pasta night. Slow cooker night. Try a new recipe night. Leftover night. Eat out night or frozen pizza night or frozen dinner night. Um, sandwich night. Stir fry night. Grilling night. There's so many different themes that you could do. But what I like to do is just print off a blank calendar from the internet and then just write the theme at the top of, so Monday is Mila's Mondays, Tuesday is Taco Tuesdays, or whatever you choose. And then I just fill in the entire month with recipes from that match all the themes. Okay, another idea is just the rotating monthly menu. So what you will do is just choose the same 30 or so dinners that you know your family will love and use those to plan out your month every single month. So there's no surprises. There's an you know that it's 30 meals that your family will like. What's great is you can shop weekly and just repeat the process. So you know, you're feeding your family tried and true recipes, not worrying about new ways to cook or new tastes to try. I really like this for certain seasons of life when things are crazy and when times are really busy, it's nice not having to think about trying new recipes or trying to figure out what we're going to eat. Like I know the plan. This is a really popular way to plan when you have really little kids who may have some pickier taste buds, because what's nice about this is you only need about 30 recipes when you're putting them all together. This would be a really good way to get your family involved. Like I was saying, one time, one night when you're eating dinner together, sit down and plan out 30 recipes, get, get a feel for what it is that they like. And they might come back and say chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese, but Maybe that's what you work into your rotating monthly menu so they feel like the recipes they like are being included as well. Okay, another popular way to plan is to plan by sales. So check the weekly sales at your local store and plan your menu around those sales. So if pork is on sale, you know you'll probably be having pork chops and potatoes one night, and then maybe the next night you could have pulled pork sandwiches. Um, if potatoes are really cheap that week, you could plan a baked potato bar and maybe some baked fries as a side dish. You can save a lot of money when you do it this way, but it does sometimes take more time. If budgeting is your number one concern when it comes to meal planning, I have found this is the best way to do it. When my husband was in graduate school and for those first few years of starting his career, I had to be really creative with our meal plan each week because we had such a small grocery budget. Taking the time to plan by what was on sale saved us so much money. And a lot of the recipes on Six Sisters stuff, especially the recipes from our early days, were based on this. I was posting recipes based on the sales that were going on at the store. So keep that in mind too. You can look for recipes specific to what cuts of meat or what vegetables are on sale that week. Okay, another idea of how to um, do your meal plan is this done for you option. If saving time is your number one priority, you're going to want to find a way to have somebody else do this for you. It's a great way to also limit your stress. And there are a couple different ways to do this. So first of all, there are some really good free options out there. As sisters, we know how hard it is to consistently get dinner on the table and to think about what to make each week. So that's why we have a free weekly meal plan and we'll email it out to you each week. If you're interested in getting that, I'll drop a link in the description of this podcast. So you can click on that and be added to this free weekly meal plan email. 
You can also head over to Pinterest and just type in free weekly meal plan and a ton will pop up. They are a great resource. There are so many incredibly talented bloggers out there who put together a free weekly meal plan and they have amazing recipes. So that is definitely something you want to check out. Another thing that you can do is use a meal planning app. Um, Six Sister Stuff has actually partnered with the app Prepare to make it as easy as possible for you. It is a paid subscription, but what's really nice is that it has all the recipes on there. It can You can drag and drop the recipes that you want to use and it will spit out a weekly meal plan for you. So it's something to keep in mind. There are lots of different apps that can do this for you. And so you might want to look into a couple and see what's going to work best for you. So after hearing some of these ideas, hopefully it got the wheels turning in your head. Your assignment for step four is just to think about what meal plan is going to work for you. Is it going to be something like a daily theme? Is it going to be a rotating monthly menu where you use the same 30 recipes? Or maybe you even do a rotating 60-day menu. Whatever's going to work for you. Or maybe it's planning by sale so that you can stay within your budget. Whatever it is, figure out what you want to do and let's make it happen. Okay. We have made it to step five, the last and final step. This is where we make the actual meal plan, then we make the list, and then we shop and we make dinner. So it sounds like a big step, right? I promise you we can make it happen. So let's review. Number one, why are you doing this? You have to figure out why you are meal planning. Number two, you have to know your schedule. You have to know the comings and goings of all the people in your family and when you are going to need your food by. You have to know, this is step three, you have to know what recipes you will use and what your family will actually eat and then compile them together. Step four is figuring out what type of plan is going to work best for you. And now number five, it's time to put it all together. So as you are figuring out your plan and you're plugging in the recipes that you've already compiled, figuring out what your family is going to eat, then it's time to make your grocery list. When you are making a grocery list, and these are some of our best tips, don't forget to check which ingredients you already have in your pantry, in your fridge, and in your freezer. That way you don't have multiples of ingredients you don't need. I have started to keep a list on my phone of just random pantry ingredients that I already have so that I don't buy a fourth container of garlic powder because apparently I think I need it every week. And then I just add to that list of random pantry ingredients that I have actually run out of and need to buy. Keeping that list has saved me so much time and money. Another thing you want to do is make sure you have all the ingredients listed that you're going to need to make each recipe on your list. I always just do a quick check as I'm putting together my shopping list. And hopefully your recipes are simple enough that this is done pretty quickly. Also, as you're making your list, don't forget to add other household items you might need for the week, like diapers and deodorant and shampoo and all the other things that you are getting. Just a quick note to make sure you're still adding all of that. Okay, when it is time to shop, if you are short on time, see if your grocery store has a pickup option. This is so great, especially if you have to shop with little kids. It has become my lifesaver. I use the Kroger app. That's where I shop. And this isn't sponsored. It's just what I use. But what is really cool about that app is that it saves all the things I buy the most often. Basically, the stuff I'm buying each week, milk, eggs, bread, fruits, and veggies in the exact 
quantities and the exact brands that I buy. It just um, saves it every single week so that with a few taps, my grocery cart is full and I've got everything picked out. Um, I highly recommend this. Some stores do have a $5 shopping fee, but for it would save me over an hour of trying to shop with little kids. Um, plus, I don't even have to get out of my car. Something else to consider is that many stores also have a delivery option or use Instacart. Now, this does have a fee and also a tip, but it does save me gas, it saves me time, and it saves me money from all the extra things I don't buy. And it ends up being about the same price. So keep that in mind as you are thinking about what's going to work for your family. And if you do need to save time, if that's the bigger priority, might be worth that investment of having your groceries delivered or having somebody else do that shopping for you. Going right along with saving money. If you shop at the store, stick to your list. That's why it's so important to meal plan and make this list. Those extra items that you grab are probably things you don't need, which means you probably shouldn't go to the store on an empty stomach unless you want to be the proud owner of aisle five. And don't take your kids to the store when they're hungry because you will also buy another aisle just for them. So those little things thrown into the cart, they do add up. So I would recommend just trying to avoid those last minute decisions and stick to your list. Okay, after you have planned out your list and you've done the shopping, it's time to make the food. Some tips for preparing your food. Just be aware of how long each recipe will take so you can start cooking it on time. I put my meal plan in a note on my phone. I have so many notes on my phone, but every morning I just check it to remind myself, okay, what am I making for dinner? Is this something I need to toss in the crock pot this morning? Or do I need to thaw the ground beef so it's ready by dinner? Just being aware of those different things just helps my day and dinner process go so much more smoothly. When you actually start making the dinner, make sure that you have all the ingredients and the tools you're gonna need out and even better, if you can get them all pre-measured beforehand, before you start cooking, it's going to save you a lot of time. It's going to save you confusion or maybe making a mistake, especially if you've never made the recipe before. If you have ever watched us on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook and watched us cooking, you know we have all the ingredients laid out beforehand, usually pre-measured, usually ready to go. And it's because it saves us so much time. Another tip that I have been trying to work on more is to clean as you go. Like as you are prepping things and while you're waiting for the butter to melt or you're waiting for something to thaw in the microwave, like clean as you go. Or after you throw it in the oven, do a quick cleanup, like clean up all your dishes that you used in the preparation, like whatever you can do to give your future self more time. I think that's the theme of this. We are buying our future self time. Do a quick cleanup as you go. In our house, whoever didn't help with dinner is on dish duty. We all eat. We are all a family. Therefore, we all help. No one's time is more valuable than another's, and we're all equal at our house. So maybe that's a conversation to start to have with your kids as they get older, especially teenagers. They are more than capable of helping. We also rotate with our kids all ages to help mom and dad meal prep. There is a job every day that somebody, some kid in our family is going to do that helps to get dinner ready. I just think there's so much power in letting your kids be involved in this process. Plus, it's a really good time to kind of have that one-on-one -on -one with that kid. Like, 
there's definitely a twofold reason why we do this, not only to let them help us, but also to have that connection with our kid as we are preparing dinner. So once you figure out how to make meal planning work for you, it just becomes so much easier every single week. This is what it looks like for me at this point, after kind of refining this process every Sunday night, I open up my notes app on my phone and I just go to the note where I have a big long list of all the recipes my family loves. And then I kind of look at our schedule for the week, see what we have coming up. And I plug those recipes into our schedule for the week based on, you know, do I need a slow cooker recipe? Oh, it's a pizza night or let's try and have tacos on this day. Then I open up my grocery store app and I add the ingredients for all those recipes and whatever other things that I need at the grocery store that week. I buy it and I pay for it online. And then I pick it up every Monday morning after I drop my kids off at school. It is like clockwork for me. And it is just part of my Monday routine. And so I would say it takes me about 30 to 45 minutes every single Sunday to plan out the menu and put in my grocery order. But the thing is that I don't have to look at it for the rest of the week. I usually only have to go to the grocery store that one time to pick up my groceries on Monday morning. Meal planning has saved me so much time, so much money, so much stress, and I'm hoping that it can do the same for you. It will take some work on your end to figure out what this is going to look like for you and how you're going to make it happen. But I promise you that if you spend the time to figure it out, it will be a lifesaver. It will be a game changer when it comes to helping your family have dinner. So hopefully you were able to take something away from this that will help you with your daily life, making dinner happen. And thank you so much for joining us today. We would love to keep talking about family dinner. Let's talk about what works for you when it comes to meal planning. You can join us over on Instagram. We are at Table Talk for Moms if you want to talk everything we're talking about on the podcast. Or if you're looking for recipes, head over to Six Sisters Stuff on Instagram or go to our website, sixsisterstuff.com, or we're on Pinterest, we are on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're everywhere wherever you choose to follow. We would love to have you join us. And hopefully we will see you here next week for another episode of Table Talk for Moms. Have a good one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.